Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Turn with me to Mark chapter 10. Hallelujah. We're going to, there's a story in Mark chapter 10 that I know y'all heard about blind Barnabas. And I like to, there's certain stories I just like to go to, and I hit them, I go over them, and I'll meditate on them, and I'll go back over them again. And you can glean a lot from these stories. Now, Blind Barnabas is kind of unique. It starts off, we'll be starting verse 46, but the thing about it is, this guy's blind, He's on the side of the road, but by the time you get down to verse 52, this guy is completely changed. New, uh, he's on a new road, new vision, new, a, a new garment on, following Jesus. Just in six or seven verses, he turned his situation around probably faster than what I can teach on. It happened bang, bang, bang. Well, how did he pull it off? How did he pull this off? He's sitting by the road, a beggar, going nowhere, come on, doing the same thing every day, every same old thing. It's kind of like Groundhog's Day. You wake up, what? It's not, it's not a new, the same old thing every day. Other word, this guy's in a rut. Come on. Have you ever been in a rut? Amen. You know, man, when am I going to get out of this thing? Well, let's see. Let's look at this and let's see how Barnabas got out of this rut. Now, if he can do it, listen now. He, Jesus has not went to the cross yet. This is on the other side. We're on, we're on the finished side of it. Amen. Barnabas is still looking. Jesus hasn't went to the cross. Actually, they're still under the old covenant. Yeah. Right. We have a better covenant. Amen. So we ought to do better, Amen. if anything. You think about it. Not only do we have the Word, that we should have the Word in us, not only do we have the Word, but we got the Spirit of truth in us, abiding in us. He's, Jesus, the Word says He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's always with us. Even in your worst day, your worst possible day, the Holy Spirit is still with you. Amen. He is a helper. He's not a lever. He will help you. He's your standby. He's your comforter. He's all that Jesus was, but now He's in each one of us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Amen. We're, we are loaded, saints. Amen. You don't need to look any further. You just need to look on the inside of you. Where's the kingdom of God? It's on the inside of you. Where's the Holy Spirit? He's on the inside of you. Everything, God has placed it all in the kingdom. And the kingdom's on the inside of you. We are, we are to go from victory to victory. We're not trying to get the victory, saints. Listen to me. We're keeping the victory. The battle is to keep what He's already accomplished at Calvary. We just took communion. Why? To put ourselves in remembrance of the victory. 
Saints, we walk in it. We stand in it. The Bible said, having done all, stand. Well, what are you standing on? You're standing on the victory ground. It's not some defeated. No, we're on victory ground. There's something about us, the Holy Spirit in us, that, 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 that glory of God on the inside of us. Saints, we carry it all. You don't lack. You lack no good thing. It's all in you. The problem is we don't bring it up. You have to draw up what God has put in you. It's called working out your salvation. It's in you. The fruit of the Spirit, it's in you. I just wish I had more joy. I just don't have... Well, bring it up. I don't have peace. Bring it up. I don't have wisdom. Bring it up. Now, the Bible says you can ask for wisdom. Yeah, God will give it to you. But guess what? Guess where it's coming from? It's coming from the same place. It's coming from within. Your spirit man, the kingdom of God, is in you. It's in, our, it's in you. Hallelujah. That's a whole other story. I'm going to teach on it in detail one of these days. Amen. Anyway, I want to, let's go through this. Let's see how Barnabas broke out of his condition. He's in Jericho. Verse. Um, I got a new set of glasses. They don't seem to be working that good. <clears throat> Now they came to Jericho, verse 46. As, he went out, as Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples, with a great multitude, blind Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Of course, that's what he's doing, right? That's what he does. That's his lifestyle. He's, he's, that's what he does from day to day. But notice where he's at. He's saying, you think you got it bad? He's in Jericho. Remember Jericho, the, the cursed place? Now, there is debate on this. Some scholars say, yes, this is the same place. Some say no. But regardless, it does say Jericho. And if I go back and read about Jericho, that's a cursed place. So not only is he in a curse, he can't see. He, he, he's got to beg for a living. And look, the place itself is cursed. Now, you may be saying, Pastor Chuck, you don't know what I'm going through. My job's a curse. My boss is a curse. He's a living, walking curse, and I have to put up with him every day. Listen to me now. Listen. You can break out. Listen. Now, now if I'm in a job I don't like, I would believe God for something, obviously, something better. But until then, listen to me. Listen. I would show excellence where I'm at. I would show excellence, the spirit of excellence. I would pray for my boss. It's it's easy to pray for those, you know, who do good, but but those who despise you and and use you wrongfully on the job, whatever it may be, it's hard to pray for those type people. But Jesus says pray for them. That's the spirit of excellence. So verse 46, he's in Jericho, but listen. But listen, verse 47, guess what he does? It says, when he heard. This kind of reminds you of the woman with the issue of blood, doesn't it? She heard. Now, in this case, he heard. Of my understanding, this this right here in, in chapter 10, 
is the last six to eight months of Jesus' ministry. So obviously he's heard some good things about Jesus. Obviously he's heard about his healing ministry. So he's heard some things. So uh, let me say this. He's got hope. He's got some hope. And listen to this. He says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, what's he do? He begins to cry out. See now, listen, hope is starting to come alive. That hope that he heard about is now coming alive. He's, he's here now. Jesus is coming his way. Hope has now jumped up, but hope is a bad receiver. You hear me? Hope is a bad receiver. It, let me put it this way. Hope is not a good receiver. I shouldn't say bad, but hope is not a good receiver. But it does. Hope sets the thermostat. It's the goal. It sets the thermostat, just like the thermostat on a wall. The thermostat is set for the unit out here to kick in. It, that unit will give substance to the things hoped for. It'll keep working until it reaches its destination. So he's got some hope, and now faith is kicking in. Because what do you mean faith's kicking in? Because he begins to say something. It's called a confession. Listen, if you want to get out of your place, where you're stuck, you got to have hope. You set the goal. What do you want in life? You want a better job? Set the goal. You want a, a, a new house? Set the goal. Allow faith to give substance to the things hoped for. You got to have hope. You got to have a direction. You, or else, how you know when you get there? You got, you got to have hope. And here it says, he began, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, Son of David. See, this is, now this is covenant talk, right? He's calling Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. In other words, he's saying, yes, I believe that you're the King of Kings. Yes, I believe that you are the Messiah. Have mercy on me. Amen. He goes on to say in verse 48, Then many warned him to be quiet. Now see, this is where the battle begins. When you start confessing what you want, you set the thermostat, you got hope alive in you, you got the word in you, and you start confessing the word, this is where the battle begins. If he's going to go to the next level, come on, if he's going to go another step higher, I'm talking about Bartimaeus, if he wants to leave this low spot, this cursed spot, he's going to have to get his mouth in line, come on, that's right. and start speaking. Amen. And once you start speaking, that's when the fight begins. Because the enemy wants the word. Remember in Mark chapter 4, afflictions and persecutions, remember? 
They come for what? For the Word's sake. Persecutions. What's going on? He's just confessing Jesus. Have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. You would think that other people would, would help him. But the fight's on. See, but here's, here's the thing. We're not fighting flesh and blood. So what does Bartimaeus do? He doesn't get in a tanglement. He doesn't get in a fight with the people. This is very important. Because when persecution comes, we want to strike back at the person that's, that's slinging the stuff at us. Don't do it. Don't get into strife. People come at you. Keep your focus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You've got to keep focus. Don't focus on the people that are persecuting you. Let them. It's going to come anyway. You live a holy life. You're going to get persecuted. You believe God for the hundredfold return? You must get used to it. If you're not ready for the if you're not ready for the persecution, you're not ready for the hundredfold return. You're going to get it. You think the devil's going to sit back and watch you confess the word of God? Watch you, you know, you're 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 going to go to the next next level up. He's going to put up a fight. And there's something about faith, saints. Faith. There is a persistence. There's something about faith. It, it just it doesn't make one confession and quit. Other words, when he makes this first confession, Jesus, son of David, have, have mercy on me. Did Jesus hear him first time? Think of this now. Don't answer me. Did he hear it first time? Because after they told him to shut up, verse 47, let's read this, and many warned him, verse 48, to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So he's cried out at least twice. Now here's the question. Did Jesus hear him first time? Probably so. Why didn't Jesus do something then? Now listen, listen. Faith has to be tested. Faith has to be put on trial. If you think your your faith, what you're believing for, isn't going to be put on trial, you got a you, you got a lesson to be learned. You will be tested. Faith has a persistence to it. Other words. Other words, persistence reveals faith. A lack of persistence reveals unbelief. So you're going to have to hold fast. Come on, hold fast to your confession. He made at least two times, I believe he made more than that, but we'll just stay with what we see here, two confessions and he's going to have to hold fast. In other words, when you make your confession on Sunday, hold fast to it on Monday. Amen. Come on. I mean, can you make it till Monday? 
Saints, this Bible calls it the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because victory is already ours. But you still have to appropriate all those promises by faith. You're going to have to take... You're, if you want to go to the next level, you might as well get... The, you better have the whole armor of God on because there is a battle. You're, you're, there's going to be some stuff slinging. But what's he do? He keeps focused. He doesn't get into the grandstands and start shouting at the people. It's a key. That is a key. Your boss may be screaming at you. Let him. You just keep going. You keep your focus. See, the Bible says lay aside every weight. And the sin that so easily entangles us or ensnares us. There are certain things like we're going to see here, you're going to have to cast off. Amen. The, enemy, the enemy wants to slow you up. He wants to slow you down and knock you down. He don't want you up. don't want you going moving any type of forward movement. He will come against you. But here, listen, does it stop Bartimaeus? It doesn't stop him. After they warned him to shut up, it says he gets louder. You hearing me? Faith again louder. Not, not because, well, I'm going to really scream. No, it's, it's, it's that faith that's coming from the heart. It's a heart faith. And now, after he, after he says it the second time, what does Jesus do? Verse 49, I think we're at. Verse 49, uh, verse 48. So many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. In other words, you're not going to shut me up. You're not going to stop me. Son of David, have mercy on me. In verse 49, it says, listen, so Jesus stood still. See what faith does? See what persistent faith does? If you stick with it, if you hold fast to your confession of faith, the Bible says, I think it's in Hebrews chapter 10, without wavering, come on, you don't have to waver. Why? Because he who promised is faithful. He is faithful. If you're, if you're standing on his word, I'm getting all excited here. If you're standing on the word, bank on it. God is faithful to watch over his word. He is faithful to his promise. He is active and ready and watching over his word to perform it. He's waiting for us to start speaking his word. He's waiting for us to take action. Saints, it all belongs to us. Everything belongs to us. Everything's been freely given to us to enjoy. But you're going to have to take it by faith. These things don't drop on us. Have you noticed? They just don't drop. You have to fight a good fight of faith. It's a good fight because we always win if you're persistent. If you keep the word focused, keep him. You know, Peter, remember, we like to use Peter as an example. Peter walking on the, word, did, on the water did great until he took his eyes off Jesus. we got to keep focus. We, single-mindedness. B 
being single-minded. If you want to get to the next level, you've got to be single-minded. Anything else is double-minded. A double-minded person receives nothing. You end up with nothing. So you keep on track. You keep focus. Verse 49, so Jesus stood still and commanded him, commanded him to be called. Now listen, hold it now. Now, do you see the steps he's taken? Not only does he make a confession, this guy's blind, right? He's blind. He's blind as a bat. Can't see. Broke. Poor. And Jesus says, call him to me. In other words, Jesus is not going to him. Come on. Jesus is not going to him. He's going to make him come to Jesus. He's going to make him come to him. Well, that's rude. That's, no, it's another action of faith. Well, I already made my confession. What else do I have to do? Well, you know, you may want to just sit down because you're not quite ready. Because this guy, not only does he make his confession, now he's got to get up, blind as a bat, and go to Jesus. It's another way of Jesus of perfecting this guy's faith. He knows exactly what he's got to do to get this guy's faith in line. So if the Lord tells you to do more than one thing, don't get so upset. Just do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. I mean, I got to fill up all those, those barrels? Do it. All six of them? Do it. Is there another way? No, do it. If you don't want to do it, sit down. It don't come any other way. It comes by obedience. You can't have it your way. You got to do it his way. He's making this guy come to him. It's not being rude. Jesus is perfecting his faith. And, Bar and Barnabas is showing his faith. Faith has to be shown. You can see faith in its actions. So at this, at this point, we're seeing he made his confession. He heard. He set the, the thermostat set. Now he's giving substance to the things hoped for. Saints, it's the same process. Whatever you're believing God for, it's the same process. You've got to set the goal. What do you want in life? What do you want to accomplish in life? Get the Word, set the thermostat, and allow the Word, believe the Word, and act on the Word, and allow faith to do its worth. Faith is your servant. A servant is to be working. Your faith is not to be on R&R. &R. There is no such thing. Faith is a servant. It's a whole nother sermon. But faith, faith is your servant. Put him to work. Don't allow him to sit down. In other words, have your faith on something. Have a faith project going. Believe God for the headache. Well, don't shout me down. Believe God for the little things. Believe God for the ingrown toenail. Put your faith on something. Learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Don't go, learn. It's a learning. It's a learning process. Don't wait for, 
Don't wait until Goliath shows up. And then all of a sudden, I want to try this faith stuff. Good luck. See, David learned. It's a process. He learned. He took down the lion and the bear. In other words, he's been working. His faith's been working. Saints, we're the, we are have working faith. Our faith should be working all the time. Amen. <laughs> I just, I'm telling you, don't look so sad. Just cheer up. Be of good cheer. Maybe I should walk in the street and preach. I don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus stood and commanded him and called him. And it goes on to say, and they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer. Hold it. Aren't these the same people? The same people that said, shut up? Now they're saying, now they want to, you know, I'm believing for a new vehicle. A brand new F-150 truck. I get it. And the same people that, that made fun of me, name it, claim it, grab it. Now, now, since it worked for me, they want to ride in my truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Chuck, be of good cheer, brother. We believed you all the time. We knew it'd come fast. Well, no, you didn't. No, you made fun of me last year. Remember that? No, we don't remember. Okay, you ride in anyway. Ride in the back. I mean back. I mean back tail, tailgate. Come on. People are funny. They'll change on you. You cannot put your trust in people. I don't care. Even if it's good to have people that agree with you, but put your trust in the Lord because those same people you just don't know. Just put your trust. You know, you know, you look at Joseph, the dreamer. It didn't work out too good for him. He, he started telling some, some of his dreams, and they threw him in the pit. Be careful who you tell things to. People are funny. They get jealous. They get in strife, jealousy. I'm just saying, I'm not saying all people are like that, but keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your focus on Him. If people do turn against you, that's all right. Let them. You're, you, you got your side on the Word. You got your side on Jesus. You're coming out, you're coming out on the other side. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, and they said, be of good cheer. Rise. He's calling you. Now listen this, this. Verse 50. Listen to me. What's he going to do? What is this? It's another act of faith. Oh my goodness, press Chuck, how many things I have to do? You mean I gotta keep walking this faith stuff? I gotta keep acting and, and doing? Yes, that's what we do. That's exactly what we do. It's not just one thing, it's a lifestyle. Whatever he says to do, do it. Now notice what he does. He's got this garment. You know, this garment is, his, his, is actually his identification. It's who he is. That, that marks him as a, a beggar. That's what he does day after day after day. He's got this garment on. Nothing's changed for him. It's the same old thing, stuck in a rut, 
but he's coming out. He's in the process. He's actually in transition. Listen to me. He's in transition. That's the reason why you never give up. You're in transition. You're just not there yet. You're just, you just don't have full manifestation. You're going through a transition. It's like a baby going through a, a, the canal. Is that what they call it? The, the birthing canal. That baby has to go through a transition. It's got to get squeezed. Some of our kids came out squeezed, and it looked funny. Heads messed up, kind of poor children. Hallelujah. And you may look like you're being squeezed. You're just going through the transition period. You're not there yet, but you're not stopping. Faith has a persistence. It may be that the pressure's all around you. You're being squeezed. Pressure's coming against you. The devil's trying to uproot that word. All this stuff's coming against you, but you're going through the canal. Hallelujah. You're beginning to see the light. The baby's got his head almost sticking out. Of course, that's usually my turn. I usually look the other way. There's some things I just, it's hard, for, even after four kids, I just hard for me to handle. <laughs> even after the first one, the doctor told me to sit down. <laughs> I guess I was about to faint. I think it was a woman doctor. She said, you better sit down. <laughs> my wife was doing all the work, but I guess that was just too much for me to handle. But anyway, saints, listen, Bartimaeus is going through a, a, um, a transition period, but he's not there yet. He's going to do another act of faith, another act. He's going to take that garment. He's not going to lay it down. One translation says he's flinged it. You got to take those garments that's slowing you down. You got to fling the thing. That garment that I can't do it. That garment, I guess I'm stuck at this job. You need to fling that thing. I guess I'll always be sick with this. Fling it. I guess, I guess I'm always going to have trouble with my neighbor. No, you, you could if you act like that. You need to show some love. You need to go over and bake, you need to bake a cake and take, take it to the neighbor. Show some love. The Bible says lay aside all those weights. That, that word lay aside means the cast. He does something to that garment, saints, we all have to do. If we want to go to the next level, we're going to have to start flinging some things. Habits. I used to have a habit of drinking a Mountain Dew every single day, if not two. And when I am, I'm not talking about diet. I'm talking about the hardcore stuff. <laughs> that stuff loaded with sugar. And I was drinking that down like jugs with the Twinkie. You can't live like that. I found out, Al, you can't do that. Well, I confess God's word. Good luck. Because there are certain laws that God has put on this earth called nutrition. You can't substitute nutrition with a Mountain Dew and a Twinkie. You could, you could confess all you want. It ain't working. So Bartimaeus, I had to fling it. That's what I was talking about. I had to fling that thing. I ain't, actually, I had a little bit of a Mountain Dew today. I limit myself. I'm, it's not wrong. 
Having a Mountain Dew every day, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I can't do it. Now, I have Mountain Dew every now and then, but I cut back. I flinged it because it was slowing me down and common sense telling me I can't be doing this. Come on. So he flings that, that garment. Saints, we all want to go to the next level. You should. Amen. You all, we all want more of God. We want all that he has for us. And there are some things you cannot take with you. There's stuff. Listen, I, I, I got hurt. You just got to take that garment. Whatever it is, is slowing you down. You know what it is. I, you know what it is. Take that garment, where it is, and make a decision. I'm going to fling it, and I want to get up from this place. I'm not looking back. What's he do? He throws the, the garment, his identification, in verse 50, and throwing it, casting it aside, his garment, he arose. Several translations says he jumped. Why would he throw away and jump up? Because he's expecting. There is expectancy in this guy. Hope is alive and it's burning in him. And faith is giving substance to the thing hoped for. This guy has an expectancy. You should have an expectancy. Expect God to move. Expect a manifestation. I think a lot of times we don't have manifestations because we're not expecting anything. You should have an expectancy. If you don't have an expectancy, if you're not excited about the Word, you need to get back into the Word and allow that Word to abide in you. Get the Word in you. You get the Word in you, I guarantee you there'll be some expectancy. Well, Pastor Chuck, how long is it going to take? How long does it take this guy? You see how fast he's moving? See how fast things are happening? I believe in suddenlies, but I don't believe in set in times. I just believe, believe God and expect every single day. Expect, expect, expect and never look back. You throw that garment off and you, and you get up. And what's he doing? <clears throat> he threw aside his garment. He arose and came to Jesus. Verse 51. So Jesus answered and said to him, now get this. Get this, what do you want me to do for you? Do you get that? Jesus is asking him, now listen. Now obviously, Barnabas could have asked for money, right? He's a beggar, he's broke, he's poor. But I believe, and just me, I believe that Jesus already knew what he needed. Bartimaeus knows what he's going to say. So if Jesus knows what he's going to say, why is Jesus asking him to say it? Jesus is asking him to say it. Why? Up to this point in time, Bartimaeus has not pinpointed his faith. He's just asking for mercy. 
Come on. So Jesus wants him to pinpoint it. In other words, give voice to your faith. He wants another confession. Another confession? Are you, what is this? I got to make another one? Uh, in other words, listen to me. Jesus is saying the same thing to you. What do you want me to do? It's already there. It's already been paid and bought, right? In other words, what do you want me to do for you? Personal, isn't it? You! What do you want me to do for you? In other words, Jesus wants you to pinpoint and to speak out what you want. In other words, He wants you to speak the vision. He wants you to speak what you want. Better job? House, whatever it may be, health, you speak it out. It's called, it's pinpointing. It's, it's, it's called, that's hope now on target. Faith giving substance to the things hoped for. Well, Pastor Chuck, I really don't have a vision. I, I just live, I just, you know. Well, you know, I believe, I took this very, very same verse. And I kind of turned it around. I said, Lord, and I was kind of, and I was kind of thinking about this. I said, Lord, and I was, I, I was hanging out with God. You know, you, you need to hang out with God from time to time, right? Well, Pastor Chuck, should I spend five minutes, 10 minutes, or 17 and a half minutes, 11 minutes? Just hang out with him. Enjoy, enjoy yourself and hang out with him. Have fun. Don't get, you know, I think it's good if you could discipline yourself for an hour. That's great, but just hang out with him. And I, I was hanging out with God, and, I, and it, it, this kind of came to me. And, and I said, Lord, you know, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? Pardon me. Lord, what can I do for you? You kind of turn that around. Lord, what can I do for you? You've done everything for me. I was thinking about all the blessings he did, He's done for me. I mean, we're blessed, aren't we, hon? Blessed. And my reaction was, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking, Lord, what can I do for you? What's, what's on your heart? But, but he's asking Bartimaeus, what can I do for you? And he's asking you the same thing because he wants you to, to speak forth the vision. And you're saying, well, well, Pastor Chuck, I really don't have a vision. I don't really, you know, I'm just kind of going in life. And, well, listen, hang out with God. Come on. You start delighting yourself in him. The Bible says He'll give you the desires of your heart. Amen. The word delight, I think it's in Psalm 37, verse 4. That word delight means soft and pliable. Talking about the heart. When you delight yourself in Him, when you spend time with Him, your heart becomes sensitive to Him. In other words, when you spend time in His Word, when you spend time in His presence... Something happens on the inside of you. The soul, the heart begins to soften. In other words, now you become soft and pliable. The master now could put his hands on the clay. It's soft enough that he begins to mold and shape that vessel. Why? Because you're sensitive to him. And listen, he'll start 
you'll start picking up His desires for you. Those, desi- those desires are already in you. Do you know that? Your giftings, your callings, are, they're all on the inside of you. But you've got to get into a place where you're sensitive to His voice. You're sensitive to Him. And that only comes by spending time with Him. Now, if Barnabas could do this, saints, how much more can we? God's asking us the same thing. What can I do for you? He wants you to speak forth what you want. Everything's been bought and paid for. He wants you to speak it. He wants you to give voice to it. You see that, see, he's, he's about to go through that transition. He's about to get to the other side of it. And this, look at, the, look at this. In verse 51, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. That's the target. And look at verse 52. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith. That last confession pinpointed. He got exactly what he wanted. This is not by accident. Question, who engaged this? Who started all this? You go back to verse 46. Who started the whole process? Jesus didn't start it. Jesus had nothing to do with it. He's passing by. It's kind of like the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus Jesus did not engage. Jesus did not start that. Same thing here. It was Bartimaeus. It's going to be you. You're the one that's going to have to engage. You're the one that's going to have to bring it forth. It's going to be your faith. It's actually God's faith. He's given it to you as a gift. Everything. When we get to heaven, honey, there's nothing you're going to be able to brag about anything. He gave you everything. He gave you the grace. He gave you the faith to receive His grace. He's done it all. We'll we'll be throwing everything, all of our crowns, everything, be thrown at His feet. Amen. Now turn with me. One more time, just turn with one, one verse. Go with me. Uh, I think it's, I don't, I don't know if I got that down. Uh, boy, I can't find it. I need to do better in my notes. I think it's Luke 18. Luke 18. It's the same story, but it ends up with a little bit more detail. Luke 18, verse... 39, let's just go, let's, um, let's go to verse 41, Luke 18, 41, it says, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Verse 42, it says, then Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has made you well. And immediately, say immediately. He received his sight and followed him. Now get this. What's he doing? Glorifying God and all the people. When they saw it, gave praise to God. But notice, this blind Bartimaeus, what's he doing? 
He's praising. He's glorifying God. Other words, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying he's got another garment on. He took off the old garment. He's got a new garment. It's called a garment of praise. Not only is he praising God, listen to me, he's following him. You talk about change. Now, he went from nobody with nothing, begging, but did you see all the steps he had to go through? All those steps, those, that, that transition, it took some steps, didn't it? I encourage you to go home and, 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 and just meditate on these. Go home and the, the woman with the issue of blood is, is another story. We could glean from these stories. If we just take time and meditate. He goes from a nobody, nothing. Listen, when it all started out, Barnabas, before Jesus came by, it was just another day. Another day of what? Another day of begging. Another day of, I wish I could get out of this rut. It was just another day. But saints, listen. He had to wait for Jesus to pass by. We don't have to wait for a special day. We don't have to wait for some special move. We got the word. In other words, we can take the word and apply the same principles because Jesus already passed by. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's passed through the heavens. He's seated, and we're seated with Him. Saints, all we have to do is take the Word and act on the Word. I will say this, before you act on the Word, spend time meditating in the Word. Allow the Word to get in you. So a lot of times, a lot of Christians, they have failures because they haven't allowed enough time for the Word to go from the knowledge part down to here. Because faith is of the heart. You have to allow that word. You have to saturate yourself in the word. Soak that word up like a sponge. Allow that word to abide in you. Amen. Then, I like Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth e. Hagin used to talk. Yeah, before he'd go to prayer, he'd always go back and he, he would get back into the word. Even though he, he knows, he knew, Kenneth Hagin knew the word inside and out, but he always took the time to get back in the Word before He take it to the throne. We can get into the Word, allow that Word to abide, go to the throne of grace, come on, in a time of need, and receive freely. But it's going to have to take faith. Not head faith, but we're talking about faith down here. And that's the reason why I believe that Bartimaeus had to go through a transition. His faith had to be, had to be matured. In other words, Jesus wanted to hear some confessions. You, you see the process we went through? So don't be surprised if, you, if God has you to do something else. But I'm not saying doing, just do something. But I'm talking about only when He tells you to do it. Amen. See, faith is persistent. Amen. Amen. Lord's good. Amen.
Bartimaeus had a persistent faith. If, and he refused to waver. He refused to let the, the, the persecution of the crowd stop him. It just motivated. Listen to me. Listen. It motivated him. He got more, he got more vocal. What? You tell me to shut up? I don't think so. He gets louder. Saints, when, when persecution comes at you, just get louder. He begins to shout. Faith has a shout. Faith, faith doesn't quiet down. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't wimp around like some little mouse. The righteous, I told, who did I talk to? That's Kenny, I guess, before I served. The righteous are, the righteous are bold as a lion. When I, I see those, uh, I, go, I like to go on Discovery Channel, and, and, or what, I'm not sure what they call that anymore, but I like to see the lions, especially the male lions. There was one, there was one show I watched where the, the female lions, they do most of the hunting. They'll, pack, they'll, they'll, they'll hunt in packs. And they had a, these female lions, and I'm not knocking male and females, I'm just saying, these female, female lions... There's about four or five of them could not get this. I don't know what it was. I think it was like a giraffe or something, but they couldn't get it down. Then all of a sudden, the male lion came up, and it was over. That thing came down. I'm thinking, whoa, talk about power and the boldness. That lion was bold. Saints, you're bold as a lion. Don't ever let the enemy tell you you're nothing but a little wimp. He is a liar. You're bold as a lion. You need to take hold. You need, you, need, you know, uh, Paul told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. The only way you can lay hold on eternal life is with a good confession. You're going to have to have a good confession. If you can't get the mouth to move, nothing's going to move. Your mouth has to move. Amen. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.